How to pay for college is one of the biggest concerns that parents and guardians have when it comes to their children. That's why I believe this episode of the Doer's Journey podcast is so important. You're about to hear from Melinda Milbauer, the scholarship lady. Melinda helped her own daughter secure 63 scholarships and 13 full ride offers to colleges out there. And as of the date of this recording, she's helped 517 other students secure full rides and has helped over 5,000 other students secure at least one scholarship. So whether you have a lot of money in the bank now ready for your child to go to school or if you're sitting at zero dollars right now for your child's education, this is the episode you're going to want to take notes on and get ready to take action on. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Doer's Journey podcast, the podcast that will motivate and inspire you to not only be a hearer, but to start being a doer, because you know deep in your heart that there's so much more in you. The purpose of each episode is to provide you with actionable steps that you can take to assist you in your journey towards your goals. We will have topics that are relevant to you, and you'll hear from experts and influencers that will provide you with information you can take action on. I'm your host, Carlos Frank. Now let's be doers and dive into this episode. All right, TDJ family, welcome to this episode of the Doers Journey podcast. You are in for a treat today because I have with me none other than the scholarship lady herself, Miss Melinda Milbauer. And let me tell you a little bit about Melinda before I bring her on. Being on Facebook, I'd see this company flashing across my Facebook page and it'd say, Pace Scholarship Academy. Mm-hmm. And I saw all these testimonies of scholarships being won by people, thousands of dollars. And I honestly looked at it, I was a little skeptical because if you're like <laughs> me, you see a lot of these things, you see a lot of people trying to sell programs on how to get scholarships and a lot of them want you to pay for it. But eventually I said, you know what? There's so many people talking about this thing. So many people that I know personally that's uh, getting a lot of great results. I finally, giving in isn't the right word, but I finally (laughs) just investigated it myself. And my wife and I and my daughter, Angel, went to one of her free workshops. Mm -hmm. And she had so much value at these workshops and she was giving up so much uh, information that we could actually walk away from these free workshops and we just put it to work. So long story short, Angel started on all the things that Melinda was teaching at her workshops. She ended up securing, and this was her senior year, and it wasn't really until maybe December when she started Mm -hmm. of her senior year. She ended up securing 10 additional scholarships for school at over, I believe, $43,000 worth of value. So she was able to go into her freshman year not having to borrow a dime. Of course, she had an athletic scholarship as well. But then I think uh, we calculated it. She has close to another $20,000 in annual scholarships that renew every single year. And it's all from the help of Melinda and her Pace Scholarship Academy. So she's somebody that's been uh, very popular and somebody that a lot of people have told me I needed to interview. (laughs) So I'm so glad she's able to spend some time with us today. Think of this as you're listening. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take notes. Like I said, this is the doer's journey, not just the hearer's journey. You need to take notes 
that you're going to take action on because Melinda's going to share a lot of things here that you can take action on right away as a parent or guardian of somebody who has somebody that's uh, getting ready or already in college. So without further ado, I want to bring on Melinda right now. Melinda, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? Doing fantastic. Good, Thank you good. again for taking time to be here with us. Oh, I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> awesome. So Melinda, before we jump into, you know, the scholarships, right. that's why everybody's probably listening to this. I do want to hear a little bit about your story. If you could okay. share that kind of where did all of this come from? Pace Scholarship Academy and what you're mm -hmm. doing now? Well, I always give my little intro at our free informational workshop. So I work by day as a high school counselor. Um, I work in Dorchester now, but I started off in Darlington County at a little high school called Lamar High School. Um, was helping my students and my church members um, at the high school and started, you know, dabbling a little bit in the, the scholarship process. Um, and then I left Lamar, took that information that I had, and then I went to Woodland and I've been the high school counselor there since 2009, but I really um, invested a lot of time into, um, you know, taking advantage of researching the scholarship process, um, partnered with a lot of organizations that were in our school like TRIO and Gear Up. And so we would get to go on the, the field trips um, to the different colleges and learn about the scholarships. Uh, so, but I really started not only with my students, but a few years after that, my oldest daughter, um, that really got me involved in this was my my true test, my guinea pig. And we started this process in middle school. And so we'll talk about that th during the interview today. Um, it's all about preparation. So we started preparing um, in middle school and at, you know, 9th, 10th, 11th grade, she won a few scholarships. Um, but the bulk of her scholarships when she was a senior at Sumter High School, um, she won by being that well-rounded student. So she was not a Val, not a Sal, not a top 10, not a top 20 student, but a well-rounded student. And I try to tell parents that it's not always about your GPA and your class rank, but it's what you're doing in your school and in your community. Um, she was an athlete, she played varsity volleyball. Um, and so we put a lot of time and effort into it. And so when she graduated, she did receive uh, a total of 63 scholarships and 13 full rides. And so Say that again. we knew Wait, 63 scholarships, 63 scholarships total and 13 full ride offers. Wow. Yeah. And again, not at the top of her class. And she actually received more scholarships uh, than the Val and the Sal and the top 10 and the top 20 students um, in the school. So people were like, what, you know, what is going on here? Why is this, this young lady, um, you know, who was not in that top 20 that people like to talk about? How is she receiving um, all of these scholarships. And she did very well at Sumter High, graduated with 39 college credits. Sumter High is a really big school. Um, but we knew we had to figure out other ways to make her stand out um, in the competition. And I guess that's really what you want to call it. Um, and so when she went through school, you know, people started hearing like, okay, your students are graduating with these full rides. Um, your daughter did it. Tell us what you did. Um, people would stop me in Walmart, people would stop me, you know, after church. And it's, and, and really, I don't mean to be rude about it sometimes, but there's nothing that I can tell them in a five minute conversation. Um, you know, people who've been to our informational workshops know it takes about 90 minutes for me to even explain the process. Um, so we had to figure out a way to do that. And so that is how Pay Scholarship Academy was born. 
Um, and so, you know, until my daughter made me go on social media, we, you know, we were doing workshops here and there, but um, students and parents started sharing their testimonies on, on um, social media. And so that's when we started on social media and it really took off um, about four or five years ago, probably 2017. Oh, wow. And I think that's when I started seeing Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Melinda well, is in the same county as, as my children are. Right. And so that's why I was seeing those. And then so now I'm holding up right now. I know you can't see this if you're watching the podcast. I'm holding up two, <laughs> two of, of Melinda's books. There's a yeah. local one for South Carolina and there's a national one. And actually there's a one. Third for, one. I have that one. Right. Yeah. So, the, so we have the third one that we recently published in February. Awesome. So now when did you, at what point did you start putting the first book together? Um, probably, well, I've been collecting scholarships, you know, in my head, in these notebooks, and we wanted to figure out an organized way of putting this information out. Um, I knew I had them, but I needed to figure out how I can do it and not overwhelm um, parents and students because to look at it in these notebooks and these post-its, it can be overwhelming. Um, there are so many scholarships that are available. Um, even when Chanel was going through the process, you know, I tell parents and students, it was like a part-time job um, for us. There were so many scholarships that were available um, and you can't apply for all of them. So you have to get organized and figure out which um, scholarships are the best fit for you to apply for. Um, so again, that's why we started off with the first book, which was designed specifically for high school students in South Carolina. Um, and of course, people ask me all the time, why did you just write this book or publish this book just for South Carolina students? And I said, I live in South Carolina. I work in South Carolina as a counselor. And I wanted parents and students to realize, you know, it doesn't matter if you live in these other states. We have a lot of resources here in South Carolina. And many of those scholarships you can use anywhere um, across the country. And so that's why we did the first book. And of course, when we got on social media, we started hearing all of this um, feedback from parents and students across the country. And that's when we started working on um, the second book. So it took us about two years um, for the first book to put it together, get it organized. And again, we still had all these other scholarships um, because while we are putting this together, we were still finding more scholarships. So they're out there. Um, and so that's why we have the three books um, now, so so far. And we're actually thinking about doing another one. <laughs> that's awesome. And you'll be able to, we'll share where you can get a copy mm -hmm. of one or all of those books here right. uh, towards the end of this interview. Um, so Melinda, and, and I want to give, I can't give enough glowing remarks or what Melinda does and the Pace Scholarship Academy. Uh, she does such a great job. I believe I've, we've been to four or five four. of her free workshops that she mm -hmm. has and a couple of the ones where you know, we paid again. Mm -hmm. And knowing what I know now for you that are listening to this and you're in the local area and you can get to one of her scholarships, I would have paid a lot of money to go in knowing <laughs> that I could secure hundreds right. of thousands of dollars in scholarships. Cause that was one of my biggest concerns. And for a doer's journey listeners, if you're a parent like me or a guardian, you know, one of those things is, Hey, how am I going to fund my child's education? And mm -hmm. you know, I have four of them and I have yeah, twins. So do I. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. So, and I have twins, so there's two getting ready to hit the college right. ranks here. And the awesome thing is the twins right now, they're sophomores. You know, mm -hmm. they're already securing scholarships. Our, our twin daughter just won a $1,000 national scholarship again you know, thanks to Melinda. So we've driven our kids an hour and a half just to mm -hmm. sit in one of Melinda's, you know, uh, essay workshop or, or whatever it is. We just do what we need to do in order to get them there. So, you know, a big thing, a big dream a lot of people have is, you know, getting out of college debt free. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. So mm -hmm. before we dive into the core of this, Melinda, I got to ask you the question that I ask all of our guests here on the Doer's Journey podcast. Yes. And that question is, what do you believe your doer's superpower is? Maybe that trait or something that's either helped you with the Pay Scholarship Academy or just something that in life that's really helped you, you know, be a doer and not just somebody that just sits back and, and hears things and doesn't take action. Um, you know, people ask me that all the time. They and they ask me, "How do you do it?" You know, every day working um, full time as a counselor. And last year, I did 173 free informational workshops. So pretty much every day in the school year, I was getting in my in my car and driving somewhere. One one week, I went to Greenville four days in a row um, from Dorchester. And I don't. It's just something. You know, it's that initiative that was instilled with me a long time ago. And I tell people I get it from my father. My father, who was a high school coach, football coach, was my guidance counselor. And I didn't realize back in the day that's what he was doing. And I swore that I would never be like my father. <laughs> and so I, I the, the, it comes from my father. It comes from my background with my family. Um, my family, they have always been helping people in the community. Um, and I, I get it honestly, um, that that doer instinct um, from my dad, from my mom and my dad, and my grandmother too. <laughs> it just runs in the family. Yes, yes As I, yes. I I send messages back and forth, and if you've listened, I believe it's episode two. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey Witherspoon, the personal trainer, he is actually your cousin. Is that cousin? Yes, yes, Jeffrey. Yes. yes so yes. it it definitely, and I tell Jeff, he is a servant leader. So that definitely yes. runs in your family because you know, to do what you do as many days as you do it, and then also do it as just a counselor over and over. And I just want to thank you on behalf of everyone, Melinda, that you, you've helped over these years for, for everything you do and having a servant's heart like that. Yes, thank you. And, and if you follow us, you'll see we we not only just talk about it, we in, encourage students um, like your, your kids to get out there and share their message. Um, we have about 517 students now who have full rides um, with our assistants, and I think we were just creeping over about 5,000 students that we've assisted um, since 2017 who received one or more scholarships. And so it's possible, and we don't want to be the ones to just talk about it or Chanel talk about it. We want other students to spread the word, um, just like, you know, what you guys are doing um, as well, because um, each one teach one. And it's absolutely amazing. And, I, and as you're listening to this podcast, there's also something I want you to take away from this. You know, watching Angel grow through this process, there's so many things mm -hmm. that she learned from, you know, organization yes, and, yes. and just getting things done, learning how to meet deadlines, hurting, mm -hmm. learning how to write papers. There's just so many other things that your, your child will learn as they're going through this scholarship process. And then now Angel's 
encouraging like her teammates and mm. you know te uh, right. people in high school to hey you know yes. you can go to college debt free you just got to put the work in and like, of course Melinda will share more about that as we really dive into you know what you can start doing right now to start mm -hmm. securing these scholarships so Melinda so let's talk about that let's talk about the the first thing because some people don't understand all the different ways to fund college. So mm -hmm. what are the, the basic ways that people can fund college and what does your program really focus on? Um, well, you know, the basic ways, of course, are scholarships, your grants, loans um, that will allow you to um, pay for college. Um, we, we try to focus solely on the scholarship um, aspect of it and um, trying to teach those students how to put all those pieces of the puzzle together to win uh, multiple scholarships. Um, yes, loans are backup. We don't like to talk about loans, but, um, but they are a resource out there for students who, you know, desire to go to school. Um, and then there are grants that are out there. We just had a, um, a student in the master's level program win a teach grant. Um, so, you know, funding is out there, but of course our, um, platform is that we like to encourage students to um, try to get scholarships because of course you don't have to pay them back right right <laughs> and you know tdj family as you're listening to this she was talking about the ways of funding so right now yes. of course if you if your child is a little younger you have some time right now to start putting some money aside mm -hmm. so this is just part of your 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 toolkit you might mm -hmm. want to call it of how you're gonna fund college because you know student loan debt is going into the trillions of mm -hmm. dollars and we all know about those some of you listening to this you know hopefully not but some of you listening might still be paying for your own college debt and you already have kids that are getting ready to go into school now and so that's why we feel like this this podcast and what melinda does is so important because it you're helping people keep more of their hard-earned money in mm -hmm. their pockets so they could use it mm -hmm. for other things versus paying for student loans right now let's say somebody's listening to this they have somebody mm -hmm. in middle school or right. they might already have somebody in college what age should they start or stop looking for scholarships and grants that's a great question so you know one thing i say one thing i say all the time is scholarships are available for all grade levels um, depending on the eligibility requirements as well, they are available for all age levels um, as well. I met a lady um, one day that um, didn't know that, you know, she was 56. She decided to go back to school. And in her mind, she thought scholarships were for those graduating high school seniors, um, that age range, 18 to 26. And, you know, I pulled out my phone because my, my students were there's a full ride in my phone. So I had all these, you know, um, these um, notes in there with different scholarships that she could actually apply for and she never knew that. Um, but I believe in starting the process in middle school. And when I talk about starting the process, yes, there are scholarships available in middle school. There are scholarships available for elementary school students. Um, a student a couple of years ago, um, six years old, won a $30,000 doodle for Google um, scholarship. So you know, there are scholarships that are available for all grade levels. Um, we start working with students in middle school. Um, but again, we're all about preparation. So being that well-rounded student, I talked about that with Chanel and joining, making sure that they join clubs and organizations, um, you know, volunteering. I'm really big on volunteering in the community. And I think 
that really stands out to a lot of scholarship organizations. So you can start that in middle school. And then when you get in high school, it's already a habit. You can join multiple clubs and organizations. Um, some of our students who are well-rounded students are part of eight, nine clubs and organizations. Not only just um, clubs and organizations in their schools, but in your community as well. There are a lot of community organizations, church organizations, virtual organizations. My ninth grader is actually a part of two virtual um, clubs. And so, you know, they're out there. Um, so you just have to do your research and look for them. And that's something, you know, I've been telling my kids, you know, in the mm -hmm. state of where we're at now, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but right mm -hmm. now we're in the midst of the quote unquote quarantine, mm -hmm. but there's still been plenty of opportunities for my children, like our church, mm -hmm. you know, yes. we've been doing things with uh, helping feed people. And mm -hmm. so I tell them, you know, every time you do something like that, write it down because right. they a lot of these scholarships want to know what kind of volunteer hours that you do. Um, so that's, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Angel learned, you know, Angel was, she's an athlete and yeah. she ran track and she had mm -hmm. the student side, but she never really thought about, you know, all the things she could do to help herself become a, a more well-rounded, mm -hmm. you know, student. So can you talk just a little bit more mm -hmm. about that? And then we'll talk about the scholarship yes. form, success formula that you have. How, what else can kids do and parents do to help them become a, a well-rounded student? I'm going to use my ninth grade, my current ninth grade as an example. So, you know, I told her to find you know, ninth grade year at Sumter High, she just completed her ninth grade year, but find five clubs and organizations um, that you're interested in and I kind of strongly suggested a few um, because I know in your senior year, you can apply for their scholarships. Um, so I told her to find five clubs and organizations and she's really big with student government, um, track, um, FCCLA, those, those type of clubs and organizations. So encourage your child to, to join or look at community organizations or look at organizations through your church and join and make sure you're an active member, you know, of those clubs and organizations. Now, people ask me, you know, when Chanel was going through school, how could she join all these clubs and organizations and attend all of these meetings? And realistically, you can't. And she played varsity um, volleyball. Um, but again, it's all about communication, you know, telling your advisor, you know, I, I can't make this meeting today, but you know, I have someone that's gonna take the notes and any fundraisers they were doing, you know, a car wash or any community event they were doing, she always made sure um, she participated um, in those events. And then there were some clubs that she was really, really dedicated to and she started running for office, for an office, ninth, 10th grade. You could be like the treasurer or secretary, and then you're showing leadership growth by, um, you know, becoming the vice president and then maybe eventually the president of some of those organizations. Um, so scholarship organizations love that you're dedicated and they love leadership growth. And your resume is going to paint that picture for you when you can't speak to that organization. They're going to see on your resume, okay, this student um, joined National Technical Honor Society in ninth grade. Okay, well, she became an officer in 10th grade. And then 11th grade, you know, she became the VP. And then, um, you know, in 11th grade, she was doing these volunteer and community events with National Technical Honor Society. Oh, and then she's the president in 12th grade. Leadership growth, that's someone that they can invest money in because they know you're dedicated. You know, it, it sells itself, you know, with your resume. 
That's so awesome. And, and you yeah. read my mind there, Melinda, because I was just I was going to ask you, OK, it's great. You're telling me to get my kids involved mm-hmm. in as many things. But but why do that? Mm-hmm. And Melinda did a great job there. And another kudos to Pace Scholarship Academy because of, of what Melinda does and some other people that I know, you know, our family was motivated to start our own scholarship. And mm-hmm. so we established the Frank Family Foundation, a spirit of competition scholarship. And I can tell you now, this is being our second year, we get all the applications. And of course, we ask, what are your extracurricular activities? And seeing those extracurricular activities of the people that are really well-rounded, right. that really can push somebody from mm-hmm. you know, a semi-finalist to a finalist to a possible winner. Yeah. So have, is that something you've experienced as well? Yes. Over and over again, um, a lot of our students, um, you know, parents will say to me all the time, you know, I've been pushing and pushing for them to do well in school, but now they can't compete against these students who are doing things in the community and um, joining these clubs and organizations. And how can I compete? Um, and, and, you know, that, and I guess that's why we try to start early in, in eighth and ninth grade to encourage parents to look beyond their GPA. Um, and to look beyond their class rank and figure out how can they compete um, with students because scholarship organizations, you know, they will use GPA and class rank as, you know, some of the, you know, the requirements, but they're looking for that, that tiebreaker sometimes as well, like you said, and when you look good on paper, you know, sometimes that can, can be that tiebreaker for them as well. That's awesome. So now I'm hearing the person ask, okay, you know, other than the, the, the things you're about to teach me, where mm-hmm. can we find these scholarships? Of course, we have your book. So I'm mm-hmm. going to encourage everybody to go out and look for the Pace Scholarship Academy books. And mm-hmm. you, if you're seeing this on social media, we'll, we'll show links there. But mm-hmm. where, where are some other resources or places people can look at to find these scholarships? So, and and our books are, I always tell people, our books are one of many resources that are out there, Um, you know, and I can share later our purpose for for doing the book, Um, but they're out there, they're on the internet, um, but it is very time consuming, and again, that was another reason why we did the book, because where it took us two years, you can flip through the book, you know, in a couple of days and decide which ones you want to apply for, Um, but the main place that I always encourage students to start first, especially if you're in high school and college, is with your school counselor, your professional school counselor. And if you're in college, check with your financial aid advisor. Um, because we, we do have a lot of those um, local, state, and national level scholarships that are sent in um, to us. Um, one of the things I also shared about my current ninth grader, same thing I did with my daughter, I made them go to their counseling office to find out how they put this information out, whether they have a website or they do it on social media or if they have a scholarship rack or a notebook or, you know, find out how this information is put out. Um, One of the things Chanel used to do was pick a day and every week she would go, her days were Thursdays. So right before lunch, she would go in the guidance office for about 15 minutes and go to their scholarship rack to look for any new scholarships and I didn't tell I told her I didn't care what they were pull them off we'll go through them at home and and we got into that routine early and so that's something that I definitely encourage um, parents and students to do because believe it or not like I met a student um, and a parent one day and, and a parent was saying that 
their school doesn't put information out about scholarships. And again, I pulled out my phone because I was familiar with this school in Columbia. I'm like, here it is. Yes, it's, it's here. But they never thought to go to their school's website mm -hmm. um, to look for those scholarships. So the school, um, they will, you know, generally they will put the information out. Um, so again, you have to do your research. It's not going to come and jump out at you or, you know, people are not going to just, you know, tap you on your shoulder and tell you to come and, and do the research. You have to have that initiative yourself to do that. And that was something big that, you know, Angel learned and we learned as we went through your mm -hmm. workshops is developing a good relationship, yes. an engaged, intentional yes. relationship with your yes. counselor, yes. because she was a huge help to Angel mm -hmm. you know, going through this process. Mm -hmm. So that's that's awesome. So let's talk about this then, Melinda. You you got your what I call your scholarship success formula, <laughs> and uh, let's talk through that because I believe yes. as we go through this, um, it'll give the parents that are listening or the college you know current college student that's listening mm -hmm. to this the steps they really they can take right away to start securing these scholarships. So it's time plus effort plus support equals success right <laughs> so let's talk about the time piece right here you have to put the time in so and again when people have these random conversations with me in department stores once i talk about the time and, and the preparation they're like oh that's too much i can't i can't do that and it like i said it's like a part-time job you have to be willing to put time in um, some of our students at our scholarship fair um, who sat on our student panel, they they shared their way of doing it. And one student, Maya, said that she would schedule time just like she scheduled her study time um, for her schoolwork. She set aside time, you know, if not daily, um, every other day to apply for scholarships. And that's what you have to do. You're going to have to set time aside. Um, I tell people, listen, you can't just apply for a scholarship on a Tuesday and then two weeks later apply for another scholarship. Some of our students are applying for multiple scholarships every week. Um, so I tell people, with, even with Chanel, she did probably two, three times the amount of scholarships that she actually won. So yes, she won 63, but they need to understand that she did way more than six. She didn't just do 63 and, and receive those 63 scholarships. So you have to be prepared to put in the time. Right. And, and that made me think of, it's a numbers game. It is. It it's, is. It's just a numbers game. And Angel, you know, she secured uh, up to 10 scholarships, but mm -hmm. she probably applied for, we were looking at it. We were like, okay, what's the percentage going to be? Mm -hmm. She won probably one out of four or five mm -hmm. scholarships, you know, that she entered, Correct. which was great. And yeah. I, I, I like what you say as far as putting the time in, because Angel mm -hmm. was like, you know, Dad, I want to get a job. And I right. looked at her, I said, you know, and she had just won a two or $2,500 scholarship. Mm -hmm. I said, Angel, how long, how many hours right. would you have to work minimum wage to earn right. $2,500 tax free? Right. <laughs> and, you know, she was trying to calculate it. I said, just like you said, this is your part time job right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Outside of school yes. and track, you're going to be applying for scholarships. So you've got to put the time in. So what are some other um, tips you have for people uh, as far as the time piece is concerned, or as far as scheduling, you know, week to week or day to day, putting in the time to secure these scholarships? And again, it becomes easier once you have a plan in place. You know, I always say if you have a goal, what's the plan? 
Um, so, you know, I tell people if I could go back in time and show people our dining room table where we had this assembly line um, set up where we had a basket, you know, with um, stamp um, transcripts and we had copies of her ACT and her SAT scores and um, her copies of her success resume and we had all of these things in place in a box of envelopes and you know once we completed you know a scholarship we would look and see okay well they need two recommendation letters well let's just decide what two we want to print off and we would print that information off in the essay and then we would just go down the assembly line okay they want ACT or SAT score you know we would send all of that stuff in they want an official transcript we would put that in the envelope and be ready to mail it off so once you have a plan in place and you can um, apply for a scholarship and then, you know, just, you know, be able to reach for all of those documents, it becomes, um, you know, easier for you to apply for multiple scholarships each week. Um, so again, in our free informational workshops, we talk about, like with your FAFSA, once you complete your FAFSA, at the top right hand corner there's a pdf version of your fafsa um, go ahead and put that in a folder because sometimes scholarship organizations will ask you to attach a copy of your um, your fafsa you know have copies pdf copies of your recommendation letters in a folder um, go ahead and download your act and your sat scores they're, they're in a pdf file and go ahead and log in download that information, put it in a folder as well. So you have access to all of these things. So again, you don't have to spend so much time logging in here, logging in there, printing off, make copies you know, of the, those um, things as well. Get transcripts. Now, every school is different, but I will tell you about our experience um, at Sumter High School. And again, we communicated with Chanel School Counselor early. And that day on Thursdays, when she went in every week, no matter what, she was requesting 10 official transcripts, no matter what. And so we would get a batch of 10 official transcripts each week, put them in the basket. And again, uh, once we were ready to mail off um, those applications, we would send in. So we didn't have to wait to make an appointment or request transcripts from the counselor. We already had that information. We didn't just um, request a transcript once we were about to complete a scholarship application, if that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. And you yes. keep on saying this one two letter word, Melinda, and it's we, 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 we. <laughs> Talk about that because I, I know what you're, of course, we all know the definition of that, you and I yes. or whatever, but how big is it to make this a team effort when it comes mm -hmm. to helping your child secure scholarships and grants? Right, and it, it was a team effort. And again, we were very transparent about our journey. And I think that is how parents are able to relate to it. Um, there were days that we didn't talk to each other. She would be upset and mad. She would come home from practice. Uh, there would be a sticky on the, the door, don't come up my stairs until you finished, you know, whatever you needed to do. Um, and you know, don't go to bed until you finish this essay and then email it to me and let me send it off to like one of my English teachers and let them review it. So we communicated with each other. Um, I never let her mail off anything because I, I used to tell people back in the day, Chanel would probably put two stamps on anything and pray it would get there. So again, that was part of my job. I, I mailed off the application. So, so again, we did make it a team effort, but I can't do, I can't join the clubs and organizations. I can't play the sport. Um, I can't establish that relationship with the teacher um, and the counselor and the coach and those volunteer organizations. That was her job. That was part of her job. And so again, that's how we made it a team effort. 
But in the end, it relieved my pocket. So it was a win-win. Right, right. And, you know, with what I learned as a parent through this process is the the Mm -hmm. follow-up, finding out, helping them set the deadlines and then Mm -hmm. following up, hey, did you do this? Yes. Did you make sure you have this? And, you know, we'd help, Angel would send us, once she's completed an essay, Mm -hmm. she would put it in a Google Doc Mm -hmm. and send it to me and Cindy and we'd review Mm -hmm. it and look over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could talk about different tips on essays a little later, but yeah. you know, we'd yeah. review it. And then before she sent in the package, we would look over it and go over the checklist. All right. Yes. Do you have the application filled out? You know, do you meet the criteria? Um, do you have your two recommendation letters that are signed in here in your transcript before mm-hmm. we send it out? So, I mean, and, it was, go ahead. And, and I think that's, that's, Part of it where some parents fall off um, because, again, we host our essay contest as well. And we just at our scholarship fair, you know, we selected a winner. But Chanel showed me one where a student simply submitted. My mom told me to do this. I have absolutely nothing to say. Oh, and so, you know, when a parent is thinking my student has satisfied, you know, this requirement, why are they not winning? you need to check or you need to have a team in place. You know, you know, not every parent can do this. They don't have the time. I understand that to do this, but have someone, have someone in your church, in your community, there, you know, resources that are out there. Even if you don't attend one of our events or if you don't come to our boot camp, there are, you know, church members, there are English teachers and, and counselors and resources that are available to assist your child, but don't let them just send it off with having without any checks and balances, without having anyone check behind them. Um, because there could be, you know, um, you know, grammatical mistakes in your essays or even on your scholarship application um, as well. So there needs to be someone checking behind. And I think that's where parents fall off. They'll see, we'll do a scholarship post, they'll send it to their child, here, do this. And that's, you know, that's kind of where it ends. And that's not where it needs to end, really. Now, what what's the tip? Because by you saying that, that that brought a question up to my mm-hmm. mind. Something I had to not I don't know fights the right word, but something mm-hmm. I had to go through. Mm-hmm. How have you helped those students, or have you helped parents through helping their students stay motivated to keep doing this? Because because it can be a grind. It so can. how do you help them say, hey, I know it's a lot of work, but this is why you need to continue to do this. Um, one of the things that we started doing, again, with the scholarship fair, our um, student panel, we have the students talk to to the other students. And that definitely seems to work. Um, and a lot of our students that have met um, those those um, aspiring scholarship you know, recipients at our scholarship fairs have linked up and, and communi- continue to communicate uh, with the students on our um, student panel. For example, we have uh, Maya Logan, who's on the full ride at UNC Chapel Hill. We met her in January of her senior year at Dorman High School, and she had all the pieces of the puzzle. We just had to help her put everything together. And by the time uh, Maya graduated, she worked with the Urban League. Um, She worked with our program because we partnered with the Urban League. She graduated with a half a million dollars in scholarships, and she's an ambassador for the Obama Foundation. I found that, um, that application, sent it to her, 
And, you know, she didn't think she had a chance to become an ambassador. And she was one of two, you know, that was selected in the state. So it's all about communication. But I think the best way to attack that is to have them talk to students. And I'm going to uh, go ahead and share this resource with you guys now, and we'll share mm -hmm. it again at the end. But if you're on Facebook and your child's on Facebook, you need to go out and search for PACE, P-A-C-E, Scholarship Academy. Like that page, follow mm -hmm. that page, because, I mean, just about every day they're sharing mm -hmm. new scholarships on there, different tips, mm -hmm. uh, testimonials. Mm -hmm. That was something so huge for Angel to be able to see, you know, not just mom and dad <laughs> telling right. her the right things, but when she sees somebody local or, or another yes. student winning a scholarship, that really just gave her a lot of juice to go out yeah. there and you know, keep applying. So go out there to face. And if you don't have a Facebook, create one just to follow <laughs> Pace Scholarship Academy. I'm, I'm telling you, it, it's well worth it, um, you know, following them and getting that information. So now we talked about the time. time right. So let's talk about, and we've already talked effort. about this a little bit. Let's talk about the effort, effort. In the scholarship <clears throat> success formula. And that's where they, they fall off sometimes um, with the effort. And, and again, um, Sometimes parents don't realize I go through this every day with my kids at Woodland. Uh, so, you know, I tell people sometimes they will avoid me. They will not make eye contact with me while I'm standing in the hall um, because I'm out there telling them, you know, a scholarship is due. Did you turn in your application? Uh, but you have to be willing to put in the effort. You know, that time and that effort um, is part of the formula. And, you know, and it shows through your and I always say about your presentation, your scholarship um, application, you know, did you have the opportunity to type it versus writing, you know, writing it with black or blue ink? And I hope they're using black or blue ink because I saw purple the other day. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I would throw that out there. Um, and pencil as well. But, um, you know, are you part of the effort is um, sending your information in, you know, in an organized fashion, you know, they ask for the application and if you send in, you know, a success resume, um, if you send in all of your recommendation letters and your transcripts, you have to be able to put the effort in. So if you only send two out of the six things that they're requiring, then of course you're going to be disqualified as well. So you have to be able to put um, that effort in. And we talked about organization and, and angel learning how to become organized. You, that's part of that effort as well. You have to stay organized. Um, we shared one of the tips about doing a binder. Um, I think all of my scholarship winners, I can pretty much tell you probably those 517 scholarship winners, they, all of them who are on full rise, they have um, binders as well. And even those, you know, 5,000 plus who've won one or two scholarships, they may not have the binder, but their parents have created a binder. So the binder works. Um, you know, some people do like a Google, like a spreadsheet, um, but the binder seems to work. I think when Chanel graduated, we had like nine binders um, filled with scholarships um, that she was eligible to apply for. So share a little bit about the binder, Melinda. Can, is that something special people buy or can they just go to Walmart and get some of the things? Yeah, just get a binder and create your... Your own buy, say, get, you know, a pack of, you know, sheet protectors from Walmart or Sam's or something, um, you know, and, and have it labeled like the months of the year. And then, you know, start doing your, you know, we started investigating or start exploring those scholarships 
early, you know, ninth grade, especially with those local and state level scholarships um, from her school, even though she didn't qualify to apply for some of those scholarships in ninth, 10th and 11th grade, we still pulled those applications because I share this all the time. Those local and state level scholarships, they pretty much have the same um, month that they their scholarships are the deadline of their scholarship. So, and I'm just using this as an example of Red Hats Lady Club of Sumter County. They usually have their scholarship deadline in April. So instead of putting it in the April slot, we tell them to put it in the March slot. So you put it a month ahead. So you're actually not um, looking to apply for that scholarship in the actual month that is due. Right. Um, so put it a month ahead, but start researching those local and state level scholarships early. Um, when we post scholarships on our, our Facebook page, I tell people all the time, I'm not posting this just to post, you know, keep this information. Okay, well, your child may not be able to apply now. They say that's for a graduating high school senior. Your child is a junior, but they're going to offer this scholarship again next year start taking notes or go to that website, print that information off, put it in the binder and start doing this early because once you're prepared, it becomes easier to apply um, mm -hmm. for those scholarships. So again, it, it takes a lot of effort um, to go through the scholarship process. And if you're not willing to put the effort in, you, I mean, you may win one or two, but to win multiple scholarships, like a lot of our students who put in that effort, you you won't be successful with it. Yeah, and Angel, you know, Angel put it together a, yes. a binder like that. Yes. Uh, she had copies of her transcript. She right, had copies right. of her SAT, ACT, yes. all those recommendation letters. Exactly. So as you say, it just made it's a lot of effort up front. But once you put yes. in that front end work and build that foundation, it makes mm -hmm. the process a lot easier. Easier. And there then we go. created, or I created a Google Doc as well mm -hmm. with, excuse me, with links to the scholarship. Mm -hmm deadline amount and just any mm -hmm. other little notes so we can go back and look at it so putting in that effort as both the student number one mm -hmm. them taking personal responsibility as mm -hmm. a parent or guardian following up just made the whole process a whole lot easier mm -hmm. and and also about communicate when we talk about the time and effort with the parents and the students um, parents need to communicate you know I always say have a conversation um, with your child um, there, I had a conversation the other day with a parent. I'm having conversations pretty much every day with parents. Um, but there's a, a parent whose daughter wants to go to one particular school here in South Carolina. It's about 33000 a year. Um, the parent said she hasn't applied for anything. The school has only given her $6,000. And she, the parent recently discovered that's the only school that the child applied to. The parent assumed that the, the child applied to 10 schools because the parent gave her, these are the schools you need to apply to. And she kept saying that the, the acceptance letters weren't coming in. Well, the, the child told her, well, this is the only school because this is the school I want to go to. But they can't afford to go to this particular school. And she said, but I know it's possible because I see you have other students who've gone to this school on a full ride, but her child is not willing to do any scholarships. So, you know, you have to communicate. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Communication was so big with us. And we, we even scheduled, you know, once per week. Uh -huh. Ask ask Angel things and 
um, you know, sometimes we, the communication was good because that was a time for us to encourage her. And then also mm -hmm. for her to update us on, you know, what scholarship she is working on, right. what kind of help that she needed, you know, right. during that time. And especially if you're listening to this, your child's probably busy. They're doing sports. They got their, <laughs> their, their social life. They got their just regular academics. Yes. You know, just checking in on them every yes. once in a while is, is so big yes. throughout this process. So now we're, we're done with effort or never be done with effort, but that's right. the part of the success formula. Right. So now talk to us about support. Where does that come in? Um, and so it's different ways you can get the support. You know, I always start in the home, you know, parents trying to give that support, um, checking in, like we said, with, with your children to make sure that they are going through this process. Um, but again, I know every parent, is not a Miss M, you know, and so they may not have, um, you know, they may not understand certain things about the scholarship process, but your support can be in your school system through, you know, a lot of the, the programs that are available um, in the community. So find that support. And, and again, I had a support team um, because yes, I could read the essays. My daughter was a really good um, um, essay writer, but again, I had two people on my team that I could send her essays um, to. Um, I had someone when she was preparing to um, increase her math score in the ACT section, I had a retired math teacher from our church, um, you know, um, actually tutoring her. So you have to pull your resources um, together um, to do this. And, and like I said, Ms. M had resources as well. I can't do all of this, you know, by myself. So you do need to get that support in order to be successful um, through this process. Um, you know, I told someone about the essay writer. I said, there's someone in your church. There's probably a retired English teacher that's riding around with a pack of red pens, you know, ready to whip you out and give me this essay. Let me go sit in this back pew. And I, they're out there, you know, so find those resources. And that's so funny you mentioned that Angel's going into her sophomore year in college now mm -hmm. and she's apply still applying for scholarships right. and we do have a young lady who's actually a English teacher in our church that she just forwarded one of her scholarship essays to mm -hmm. for her to review it. Right. Um, so the resources are out there. They so are. We just got to, you know, take advantage of them as a student, as a parent or guardian. Right. So, so that's the success formula. Yes. Um, yes. I want to go back and, and talk about a couple of things uh, because some of these scholarships or a lot of people think, or at least I used to think, hey, every scholarship has an essay that you have to do. Is that true? Or are there some scholarships okay. that are asking for other things, maybe other than an essay? And if there are, talk about what some of those things are. Um, so again, I just shared one that um, a friend of mine was offering and she, and I was shocked. She only had 20 people to submit. Um, she did a uh, one for TikTok, sending a, a educational TikTok. And I'm like, kids are always on TikTok. Like <laughs> no one, she only had 20. Um, you know, but they know that, that students are going through a lot right now. And she just wanted to do something um, that wasn't as demanding. Um, for for the students to submit for $250. And then a friend of hers just recently matched it. So they're going to actually give away $500 for, you know, a 20, 30 second TikTok video. Um, so there, you know, there are some like the, um, the Taco Bell, the Live Moss um, scholarship, they ask that you submit a two 
minute video two minutes, and they'll give you the topic and they give out $25,000 and not just one, they give out um, multiple scholarships for students and that's a national level um, scholarship as well. So, you know, some of them will just ask you to submit a, a video um, as well. So it's different um, options for scholarship organizations um, to get those scholarship winners. And, and like Google, um, mm -hmm. I told you about the six-year-old that won the $30,000. She just had, you know how Google has their different art. Well, she created one and she was the winner and she won $30,000. That's fantastic. Right. So, so you, the person listening to this now, you know, there are the essays out there. I even, for our Frank Family Foundation scholarship, we were thinking about doing something for, you know, helping create the new logo for us. Right. And so there's yeah. different opportunities mm -hmm. out there for your, for your child to secure mm -hmm. scholarships. It's not all essays. And of course, mm -hmm. the dream ones out there are the ones you just fill out an application. Yes. Those are few and far between, right. but there right. are some of those where you just basically have to fill out a, a scholarship application and, you know, and, and enter those. So now you mentioned earlier and you said this a couple of times and mm -hmm. we'll do this kind of as a, a bonus as we're wrapping up here and we'll go into mm -hmm. one other topic. You, you were mentioning success resume. Mm -hmm. Share yeah. a little bit about what that is and how somebody puts together a success resume. Um, and it's different from a job resume. So we, we don't need job descriptions and that you can flip hamburgers and bag groceries. We don't need that. It's, it, this is your, I always say this is your marketing tool, um, for scholarship organizations when they can't talk to you face to face, um, your resume. And we typically say start in eighth grade because there are some eighth graders that are doing some amazing things. I don't need you know, third grade that you were on the pom-pom squad or, you know, you got the hustle award, I guess, with Lily. Um, but, you know, if you were in like National Junior Honor Society or um, National Junior Beta Club and um, you were in student government eighth grade, but really the bulk of it for high school students for their version, um, start off in ninth grade. Um, and I'll just give an example for my current ninth grader. Um, she's in student government, FCCLA, I can't think of everything off the top of my head, but uh, in track and and um, a lot of virtual and community um, club organizations. And then she also volunteers in her community. So we have different categories. So one with academics because she's in the honors program, um, one with extracurricular activities, and then one with community um, service um, activities. And we started doing, and I'm gonna tell you why we started doing this because when Chanel was applying when we were looking into the Coca-Cola scholarship in middle school, we started early researching, okay, what are these organizations looking for? Well, back in the day, Coca-Cola scholarship used to be a paper version and they had, um, you know, list your clubs and organizations and it had 10 lines. And then it said at the bottom, if you need additional space, please add an additional document. So in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, are people doing 10 things, 10 or more things, you know, in their school, in their community? So I knew then, okay, she's going to have to step her game up if she's going to compete for this $10,000 um, scholarship, you know, with hundreds of students, really thousands of students across the country. Um, so that's how the resume, um, how we created the um, success resume. And so, you know, when you're filling out those local state level scholarships, even national level, you'll see where it says list your clubs and organizations, list your leadership skills, um, you know, um, listing the community service activities. Now for those paper applications, all you have to do is put a star 
see attachment, and send in your success resume. So again, that's taking out a little bit of that time. You know, they have to write all this stuff out. You have your organized um, success resume in place and you can submit that every time. So again, if you have a goal, what's the plan? That's awesome. And I call that, an, uh, as Angel was doing it, uh, you know, I called it an unfair advantage. <laughs> that I mean, that that one thing right there, when I went right. to the scholarship uh, workshop, I was like, uh -huh. oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. People need to know about this right, because right. Angel would have that and she'd be able to put it in with the packages. Now, do you suggest for somebody to submit that with every application that they're mm -hmm. sending in? Mm -hmm. Because like a student um, was submitting for a scholarship the other day and he wrote and I called him, where's your success resume? I mean, you've worked on this. And um, he was like, oh, do you think they, I said, yes, this will, this will take it over the top, you know, because he's actually done a lot in his school, in his community this will sell it, you know, right there. So put your resume in. Yes. And I can always tell it's so funny over the last two years with, with our scholarship, I can Which always one? tell who is, who Pace. has taken the Pace Scholarship <laughs> Academy with Melinda. Someone else said that. Yeah. Someone else said that. Too. That's so That's awesome. Funny. Yeah. So, so as we're wrapping up, Melinda, mm -hmm. so we just talked about time plus effort plus support equals scholarship success. Right. Let's talk about some of the things that people need to look out for. What are some of the common mistakes mm -hmm. that students make during the scholarship process or entering oh. scholarships? First, not letting people review your applications before you submit them. Uh, I hear this from organizations all the time. Um, even some of the students will get feedback from organizations. Um, you need to let someone review your application, review your essay. Um, again, the essay contest that we host, we shared um, last year that there was a student who actually emailed us and said she thought she should have won. And so when I, I communicated with uh, my daughter, the very first thing was, oh, I remember her essay. The very first paragraph had 14 mistakes. So yes, um, you need to have someone review your essays, have, you know, that team put in place. Um, you need to turn things in, you know, by the deadline. Um, you need to, if they're asking for three recommendation letters, you, you can't simply just submit one because you couldn't find two other people um, to do a recommendation letter for you. So you need to follow those requirements, follow those directions. We actually had a student that was disqualified for a scholarship um, because this organization had a list of one through 10. They wanted um, their packet put in a certain order and the student didn't do that. And the organization actually wrote them back and said they didn't even look at the application because they didn't follow the directions. Part of their application process was following the directions as well. So when they say put, you know, they, they want things in a certain order, if that's part of their requirements, you need to make sure that you um, do that as well. And that's something we learned from being on the other side of the scholarship mm -hmm. by giving scholarships now. You mm -hmm. know, it, it's amazing and it, it's mm -hmm. painfully amazing yes, yes. how many of the students uh, go over the word count. Yes. That's yes. something to parents, you know, if, if they say, hey, this <clears throat> is a 500 or 500 yes. word count, Correct. don't go to 501, 502, because right. that automatically disqualifies mm -hmm. you because part of it is following directions. Mm -hmm. um, and even some, sometimes they don't stick to the topic, the essay Correct. topic. Yes. And I can tell students that have like written one essay 
mm-hmm. they're just sending it in to every yes. scholarship because it was like this has nothing because ours is the spirit of competition mm-hmm. so we basically say share something you've learned through competition that you feel like is going to help you for the rest of your life right. and this person's talking about like drunk driving or right. not te- texting while driving it's like you know pay attention to the instructions for each of these scholarships and we share that information as well in the, the free informational workshops about the essays because again sometimes your essay can make a break um you know or make the organization decide whether or not to send you on to the next round or give you the scholarship um but you know we always say have you know maybe about three to five really good essays that have been reviewed by multiple people. I think we had eight. And so we could actually pull um, information from our existing eight to create a brand new essay um, sometimes. And when you were talking about the word count, um, if an organization gives a topic and you have this thousand word essay that is the best essay, now you have to find a way to cut that 1,000 word essay down to 500. Even though it's a great 1,000 word essay, you can't send that in. If they say 500 words, they mean 500 words. Um, and I always say, you know, there's a key file and a shred file, and you never want to be in that shred file. Right, right. Yeah. And oh, wow. You know, Melinda just shared something with you. You need to pay <laughs> attention. You need to rewind maybe 30, 45 seconds back. <laughs> Because what she just shared is something that's going to help, once again, give you an unfair advantage in your student. A lot of these scholarships, you know, they do have general essay questions. You know, Mm -hmm. tell me about leadership. Tell me about setting a goal that you had. You know, a lot of these law firms have, you know, talked Mm -hmm. to us about texting and driving and the dangers Mm -hmm. of distracted driving. So if your student sits down and writes these five to seven to eight essays on general topics, like Melinda mm-hmm. just said, you can take those and just match it to all these other scholarships out there. Mm-hmm. So for you that have listened all the way to the end right here, mm-hmm. that one tip right there can save you and your student right. a lot of time and gain them a lot of scholarship money. So that's awesome. So anything else along the lines of mistakes we want to make sure um, they're avoiding, Melinda? Um, no, just, I mean, those are some of those key mistakes um, that students um do over and over again. Um, These are the ones that we find. um, And even with the, if you have to go through an interview, even if you don't go through our boot camp or do some type of mock interview um, with, with, um, you know, someone in your church or someone in your school, because if you make it to a round and they actually want to talk to you, you have to be able to go through and be successful through that scholarship interview as well. So I would definitely um, suggest, and we talk about our um, elevator pitch, we talk about our intro in our boot camp. So, you know, in 30 to 60 seconds, what is your intro? What is your hook? How are you going to capture that um, organization's attention? Uh, when Chanel, again, with the Coca Cola scholarship, once she actually won the $10,000, they flew her and 250 other students to Atlanta to compete for an additional um, $10,000. And so she had to go in a boardroom and I don't know, there were like 15, 20 people in that boardroom. And if a student does not know how to do a panel interview, um, you know, they may end up losing, you know, that additional um, funding as well. So we teach um, those tips and those tricks in our scholarship um, boot camps as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we got to wrap this up, man. I know. (laughs) 
for the person listening to this, you just got some great information from Melinda. But Melinda, share with them where they can, you know, find out more about the the things that you offer, your books mm-hmm. that you offer, and where can they connect with you? Um, so we heavily advertise um, on our Facebook page, um, Instagram, um, Pay Scholarship Academy. Um, we have our website, payscholarshipacademy.com. Um, that's actually where you can order the books or you can go on Amazon um, and order the books as well. So you click on um, programs and that will give you um, the link to order our books. And you can do the bundle or you can order one or um, both of the books, especially if you don't live in South Carolina, uh, we would definitely recommend that you um, order the two national level books. And so that is for middle school all the way through grad school. And we didn't talk a lot about the college and the graduate school students, but I definitely need um, those parents to know and students to know who are currently in college and parents and students who plan to go to graduate school, that there are still scholarships that are available for students um, in college and in graduate school as well. Um, so definitely take advantage, do your research. We have our books, but there are lots of resources that are available for them as well. And then parents to know that, you know, right now, of course, with everything going on, Melinda's still doing these virtual yes. uh, workshops as well. Mm-hmm. I believe you're getting ready to have your last one here. The, um, yes, yes. Um, so we know a lot of um, seniors, um, you know, they're not in school right now, and so they don't have access to their counselors. And so some of them haven't finished their FAFSA. Um, some students are getting their award letters and they don't know how to read and understand them. So we are giving students um, and parents the opportunity to ask us questions or, you know, help so we can help them transition smoothly um, into college um, as well. And then we have parents on as well that still want to start that scholarship process. Um, as well. So this is our third um, and final one. Once school is finished um, the end of May, then we will start doing our virtual boot camps, which is a little different for us this year because we're used to doing our boot camp tour during the summer, but we're going to do our essay writing and our scholarship boot camps virtually this year. And so we'll advertise that on social media as well. That's awesome. So I can't, I can't tell you guys enough the importance of going onto Facebook, onto Instagram and following Pace Scholarship Academy, just all the resources that Melinda and her team provides. You will have basically all the information you need and then go ahead and follow her, get on those virtual workshops that she does. Mm-hmm. And of course, when everything opens back up, she'll start doing the, the yes. tours again with her workshops. Right. But again, Melinda, thank you so much for being Welcome. on here and sharing this valuable information. Uh, For the person listening to this, you're going to want to rewind this and listen to it. (laughs) You're going to share this with your student, Um, even share it with other parents that you know that could use this information because this is so valuable because there's some people that charge a lot of money for the information that, you know, Melinda just shared with you over this podcast and the information she shares on her Pace Scholarship Academy uh, website or Facebook page. Mm -hmm. So. Doer's Journey family, thank you so much for listening to this. Go out there, get on Pace Scholarship Academy social media pages, go out there, invest in the book uh, to help your students secure these scholarships. And again, go out there and make it a great day. And remember, don't just be hearers, go out there and be doers. 
thank you for listening to the Doer's Journey podcast. If you'd like to connect on social media, you can go to Instagram or Facebook and search the Doer's Journey podcast and we'll connect there. And also subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating. By leaving us a rating, you let us know how we can help you on your Doer's Journey and you also help other people find this podcast. Now go out there, make it a great day, and remember, don't just be a hearer, go out there and be a doer.